Welcome back, everybody, to our, I don't know, is it second or third podcast now? Third. Third, third podcast. And uh, we haven't named this yet because I want to call it Unfiltered and Nick wants to call it Shut Up Joe. But today, we have somebody very, very special in our midst. Every time I speak to this guy, we do not run out of topics. We can talk for hours and hours and hours. And he's somebody who is such a genius. So awesome. Oh <laughs> Gentle genius. I'm, I'm, setting, I'm setting up the standard for who he is. Uh, if you yeah. are stuck with a marketing query, this is the guy you need to go to speak to. He is awesome in what he does. He is known as the marketing dude, not the guru, but the marketing dude on Twitter, or at least he was known as the marketing dude. And that's one of the reasons what we're going to speak, one of the topics what we're going to speak about today. Welcome to the show, Mr. Anthony Permal. <laughs> Did I say the Permal properly? Yes, you said it correctly. People have a lot of ways to pronounce my name, but that's the correct name. Um, thanks for having me, guys. It's really nice to be here. Uh, yes, I was. I am still known as a marketing dude. It's just that I have gotten off Twitter. I wonder why. I'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> actually, yeah. So the reason I got off Twitter is because it started to become a bit toxic. Uh, Twitter itself is not toxic. Any platform is just there to help people have their voices out there. But over time, because I'm really passionate about things that are important in terms of like human rights and uh, underprivileged people and all those things, women's rights, the, the works, uh, you tend to attract a lot of negativity and a lot of people who have, who only read to reply and don't read to understand, mm. right? And I bore with that for a while and I, I started realizing that I was getting angrier and angrier at people's apathy, people's hypocrisy. And then I realized one day, actually this is really the trigger point. I was scrolling across my timeline and I came across this one tweet by somebody. It was so ignorant and it was also very, uh, it angered me a lot. And I clicked reply and I wanted to send a really scathing response saying, how, how dare you say something like this? And then I realized, it just hit me. If I had not come across that tweet and I had just scrolled a little too fast and had gone on, I wouldn't be angry right now. Absolutely. I wouldn't have known. And that guy would have remained unknown. Was it somebody you were following? No. Okay. Sometimes people like something, it shows up and stuff. And and also Twitter the shows Yes, the algorithm. Sometimes Twitter shows you stuff it thinks you will like. And apparently because it knows that I like getting angry, it showed me that. <laughs> but that's that was a turning point for me. I realized it would have made no difference. The people I am helping on the ground, yes, speaking out online, it does help. It raises the profile of the cause. But at the same time, you have to pick your battles. Yeah. Speak when it will really have an impact. Don't speak just because you feel like speaking, right? So it's at that point I realized this is starting to become a part of my life and I don't want it. Mm. And I figured I'd wanted to take a break from social media for a while. I kept saying, yeah, I will, I will. Next month, Christmas, I'll do it for Lent, you know? But those are all things you tell yourself that you want to do, but those are obstacles. I said, do it cold turkey. And so literally thurs two Thursdays ago, I just deleted my Twitter. And you won't believe it. I've had no cravings to go back. I've, I've not felt like, let me go and check what's happening. What about my friends over there? And you realize none of those people are your friends. Right. They're just online acquaintances. Some people closer than others. Some people you meet and you acquaint with on, uh, offline. But those are far and few and you will still be their friends mm -hmm. offline. You don't need all of this online, all these followers. Are they paying your bills? No. Are they uh, coming and helping you in your job? No. Are they going to help you pro get promotions? No. So then why bother? Um, it's a great source of the, the latest news. 
but and I can just subscribe to good newspapers online and get yeah. that as well. True. See, the so, problem yeah. for me is being being a creator. I have to be on social media. I have yeah, to be. Yeah, all of us who are creators yeah. need to. Instagram, Facebook. I hate Facebook. Uh, I actually hate social media, but you have to. It's a it's a necessary evil. Just like you, the phone. Absolutely. Uh, you have to be on it. So how do you deal from marketing perspective? Mm. How do you deal with this? That's a very good question. Because it's it's it starts getting a little bit. Uh, it's catch twenty. Yeah, you right? need it, but you don't want it. But you don't want it. But at the same time, if I go on Instagram right now, and uh, from a photographer or videographer mentality, there are people that I'm following, and I look at their work, and I'm looking at their work, and I'm saying, hey, I do better stuff than that. But he's got 250, 500 likes, some thousand likes, and I'm getting what 50 likes on mine. So I'm just like one percent or 10 percent of what he's doing. I'll tell you a secret to that, but go on. And he's and and I'm my thoughts are getting degraded over here. Like I can do better, right? So am I doing something worse? And then you have the other end of it, where where you're just you're just looking at other people living the lie, living the lie, and still and still you know people are enjoying that, and you want to be as real and as authentic as possible. And that does hurt you. Being in the day we are right now, the pandemic, you know how hard it is. Yeah. Yeah. How how does one a be on social media? B, I'm asking too many questions. No, you're asking <laughs> the right questions. B, uh, not get what is the word? Demented. Influenced by it. Influenced by it, but also not be in that place of. Why can't I have this? Why can't I do this? Self doubt and self doubt. Yeah. It's those are great questions. Let's go to the first part, which is you know how do you if you're a professional, you need to have your social media presence. Like for me, for let's take it, I, I manage brands. My brands are on social. I need to be there to see what's happening, right? So that was something I did consider when I took myself off. So I deleted Twitter. Mm-hmm. I don't have a heavy brand presence on Twitter for my brand, so I don't need to be there. Right. My agency can manage that, listening about what's happening there. Um, then it came to Facebook and Instagram, two platforms where I used Instagram a lot, but Facebook I kept because uh, casual, uh, casual consumption. And I realized, all right, wow, I have a thousand friends, friends on quote unquote on Facebook. Facebook. How much time am I really spending on Facebook? And I realized I wasn't. I would probably go on Facebook twice a week just to see what's happening, check the notifications. So that means none of those people really matter. Except maybe my close family and my closest friends. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go on a culling. And how do you do a culling? Because here's the other challenge with culling or unfollowing people: you make excuses for people that you're following. So I went through my friend list. I'm like, okay, the first like 50 will probably be your closest friends and your family. Leave them. That's okay, right? You'll scroll them. Okay, that's my aunt. That's my cousin Valerie. It's all right. We speak once a year, but I love seeing my niece's photographs. So keep that. But as you scroll, you start seeing your buddy from school. Well, have you all hung out? No. What difference does it make? None. Unlike. Next. Unfollow. Unfollow or uh, what? Cancel friend request. Whatever it is, right? Unfriend. Unfriend. That's the word. Unfriend. And I love that word because they're not your friend. So there's not mm. you're not unfriending them. You go on and you're like, all right, oh hey, I met this guy at that conference and he's such a great speaker. I love his content. Okay, when was the last time you met them? Never. Uh, how much engagement do you with them? None. So what do you really do? I just look at a few posts he does, and I'm very nice. That's it, unfriend. Right. So what you're doing, by the way, by taking this down, you have to be brutal and honest to yourself. Stop making excuses for how do I say it? 
for bloat on your social mm. network. This is bloat. It's all bloat. Do you really? How many people? How many friends do you have in real life that you hang out with? I'm asking you. Not many. <laughs> can you count them on one hand? Uh, good friends, yeah, I can count. There you go. Right? Everyone else is bloat. They're nice to have around, but they're not necessary. These are what's necessary on one hand. Absolutely. So if you were to put your Facebook right down to 50 people who matter, would your life get better? Yes. Would it get worse? No. By removing everybody else. So that's mm-hmm. the rule of thumb I use for Facebook. So mm-hmm. now my Facebook is very clean. Instagram. I did. I took a decision. I want to be on Instagram, and I want to have a better profile on Instagram. So I realized, okay, what am I doing on Instagram? I have around six thousand followers on Instagram, and I was thinking, okay, how many am I following? And it showed me I am following nine hundred and eighty. Like I don't see nine hundred and eighty people on my timeline. So there's something wrong there. So I figured, all right, rule of thumb: thirty to forty percent probably not even active. Probably post once a year. Mm-hmm. Go through the list, delete them, unfollow them completely. There's no point. That brought it down to eight hundred and something. Then I went, okay, who else is there? People I thought I liked mm-hmm. because I saw a few good posts by them. They're still there, but I don't see their content. Unfollow them. That brought it down to seven hundred. Kept going. Oh, so these are the people who I didn't want to unfollow because I wasn't. I felt like, oh my, I hope. What if they say, why did you unfollow me? <laughs> and we have situations like that. You do, you do, and it's such a. Would they get to know though that if you unfollow them? At some won't... point they will because they'll try to send you a message and you won't get it. Okay. But then you realize, <coughs> I'm not following them because of this misperceived concept of. Embarrassment? Yeah. Unfollow. Unfollow. <laughs> right? That sets a standard of who you follow and unfollow. Yeah, and that then you realize that's coming to your point. Um, there are people whose content does matter, who I do want to see. Mm-hmm. I don't unfollow them. I'll keep them. Photographers, travel bloggers, who I really like their content. I'll keep them. And as you start doing this, right, you it will become easier for you to keep unfollowing, unfollowing because you're like, ah, no, yes, no, yes, because now you've gotten to the mindset: what is bloat, and what is Quality. Right. Now I have uh, now I'm following 400 people from close to a thousand, and it is all in one day. And these are the people that come in your feed often. Often, and you know what? When I scroll on my Instagram now, I'm liking every photograph mm-hmm. because I like the content. I curated my list, and that goes a long way, right? A huge long way. So then, what happens is now, by the way, coming to your point, now when I post something, my likes are to the roof. Suddenly, I'm getting 40, 50, 60 more likes. Because they are also seeing my content mm-hmm. because I'm engaging with them. Before I couldn't see them at all. Right. Right. But your point, I want to talk about a little trick for Instagram here because you said like you you want to why are other people getting so much more but you're doing better content? Exactly. It's because people are not seeing your content. Right. What does that mean? There's an Instagram trick. There's a trick to the algorithm. If you post something, a story or a post on a timeline, and you get Around 30 likes in the first, I think it's uh, 90 seconds. Instagram flags you as content that everyone wants to see, mm-hmm. and then your post will appear in front of everyone who's following you. They will start liking it. But if you don't get that kind of numbers in the first 90 seconds, Instagram says, eh, nah, it won't show your content. Yeah. And that's why only the people who always like your content will like that content. Right. Everyone else isn't seeing it. It's not that your content is bad or those people are not. Doing any engagement, they don't see your stuff. What's the solution to this? When you post, speak to your friends, speak to your family, and like, listen, I'm posting something. Get on Instagram, like it. All right. It doesn't have to be thirty. 
as long as you're seeing a lot of engagement in the mm-hmm. first 90 seconds, you've tricked Instagram's algorithm. That's what makes it tick. And these other people, they've mastered this trick. Right. Right. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a very good trick. Because uh, that's more or less like how TikTok puts their boxes in, right? So you have... Well... Okay, I, I, I'm not on TikTok. No, so. it's good. It's fine. But let me tell you a little secret. Everyone who's listening, there's a little secret about TikTok. Don't think too much about the views on TikTok. Here's why. When you scroll on Instagram and there's a video playing, Instagram only registered it as a view if you've watched more than three seconds. All right, so that means you actually stopped and looked at three seconds, mm-hmm. which means that's how long the pixels were on the screen. Right. With TikTok, when you're scrolling, the first pixel that loads on the screen counts as a view. Right. So you may not even have noticed what was playing. You just scrolled, but it appeared on your screen, that first pixel, not even the whole video. It's a view. So because I, you know how I've discovered this? I was wondering, how does hashtag Dubai have 80 billion views? <laughs> That's not possible. How does hashtag like uh, Dera have 350,000 views on TikTok and whatever hashtag you want. If you look at those views, it's, it's not possible. Then I realized it's because everyone was scrolling. scrolling. And then I did some research and I saw the news. I saw the articles about how it's the first pixel, which is basically a lie. That's how TikTok fools everybody. Right. So again, don't worry about these numbers. They mean nothing. Mm-hmm. You know the numbers you care, you should care about? Who's commenting? Mm. Who's actually acknowledging your content? Anyone can get likes. So if somebody has to be, so say a creator has to be on social, what would be the best platform for them? It depends on your content. If I'm a creative who works on video, my best uh, platform would be YouTube plus Instagram. So I'll put my YouTube video up and I'll have an IGTV on Instagram and I'll make sure that I have links everywhere that backlink to each of these platforms. But I'd also want to have a small presence, like maybe I'll have a page on Facebook. I won't have a profile, I'll have a page. Mm-hmm. Right, so I'll put my YouTube video link over there. I I won't use Twitter unless the content is political or something like that, right? If my content is only imagery, then Instagram. Photographs, for example. If my content is uh, audio, I speak a lot. So I'll probably want to use one of the podcast channels like Podca- uh, Podbean, um, uh, Anchor, SoundCloud, for example. I use all three okay. because it has different audience penetration levels. However, one of the interesting things about podcasts is that if you use Podbean or Anchor and stuff, they, and you link your YouTube, it'll load your podcast onto YouTube as well and have an, an Anchor photograph. Interesting. But your podcast will be on YouTube and people will be able to follow, view it there. So it'll be like when you see a static song on YouTube, it's just a wallpaper, but the song is playing. Same concept. Right. So if you use the podcast platforms, it automatically, if you link up, it already shares it with the millions of people on bot on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. So all these platforms are available. It's what content you're doing as a creative. Right. What do you really and what do you want from that? Do you want sales? Do you want people to pick up the phone and call you? Do you just want awareness? Hey, look at my great stuff. Some people just want that. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Tips right here. Tips right here. Yeah, actually, it's it's what you said, right? It is so like we are so focused on you know the number of likes and comments, and we forget what content are we creating. What is the what value are we basically putting out there to for people to you know follow or at least get impacted by rather than okay, as you said, like you have to downgrade all the followers and stuff because they didn't make matter. But if you are putting some valued content outside. 
even that one person sees it and life changes yeah. your job is done right you know i i wanted to just touch on what you just mentioned because think about this right and everybody listening needs to really understand this point it's a point we use in business it just doesn't translate into social media a lot for a lot of people because they don't think of it in that terms those terms would you rather have 1 million people following your instagram who do nothing for your stuff or would you rather just have 100 people only and 80 of them keep buying your product yeah. what matters more to you mm-hmm. right suddenly the million doesn't matter those 100 are the best thing you could have absolutely right so that's what that's where right when i mentioned about likes and all, don't worry about the numbers worry mm-hmm. more what really what is the impact mm-hmm. are you making money from it if that's your goal mm-hmm. i did a podcast uh as we we'll talk about the topic that you brought up before we started recording but i want to mention something here i did a podcast uh on female illustrators for comic illustrators um and i don't look at the numbers of my podcast i don't care about the numbers i do it because i love to speak about stuff important topics and these are young illustrators they're 21 22 years old and they're exceptional as what they do they're really brilliant so i wanted to get them together on a panel and do the podcast and it turns out that that a podcast that the idea that came out of nowhere for me and i really wanted to do it it is the highest engagement i've ever had on my podcast is across a thousand uh, listens um on average i get around i think 600 500 listens this one crossed a thousand and i didn't even realize until i went on i was like okay what's going on right and why did that happen it happened because it was a topic that resonated with people and and also yeah <laughs> which is by the resonate is the name of their first venture i think right resonate that is still a venture you guys have so many nice catchphrases <laughs> and all i keep forgetting <laughs> but there you go i think because i had something important to share mm. and i didn't care about the audience numbers it went viral but when i do think too much about it i focus so much on the numbers that i i lose sight of what the topic was which is the quality of the content yeah so for me that's important Okay. What was the second question? Was the question you asked? I was talking the same lines. Is this the? Yeah. I think as as creatives, our our goal has always been for us has always been to create something that um, creates hope. That's that's what we are. Our current nice. thing is. Yes, I remember that. Create something yeah. that creates hope. But um, for both of us, have the different kind of um, what's the word? I'm losing my words today. Maybe it's because it's too late. But so Nick is more of let's create something that makes a change, and I am like, okay, fine. We need to create something that works for business that actually pays us. And because we both have this kind of mindset, we both love to do something that comes right in the middle of it. Yeah. So yeah. everything that we create always has one a meaning behind it. Two is okay. It'll get us somewhere. So yeah. that's the reason why we are doing the different stuff. We are mixing stuff with food. We're mixing mm-hmm. stuff in the PVC with a car commercial, and it's, it's always about creating something that's different. Yeah, it's. I don't know how much I can speak about the car commercial, but it was the concept about like the whole concept is showing a muscular car, Dodge, and the, the ending part was supposed to be like a surprise element of. a woman walking like getting out of the car and you know then the headline goes something about like okay we expected a guy to be driving a muscular car you know but having a woman come out of it is something that you know it's just not meant for breaking mindsets yeah, mm. something different something that would be empowering at the same time 
something that is not being done before as well. Like, don't focus on a particular a group of people only. It's it's made for everyone. Yeah, you so break the Yeah, so that was something that to speak along the lines of what you mentioned. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it is about creating hope. Yes. Why why can't women drive muscular cars? When they do. When they do. And they do. They, that's the best part. But the concept is why can't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so why can't they? And uh, so that's something that we wanted to pitch across to a couple of car companies. Why the social media or media in general do not empower such things and keep it to, you know, I know there are a lot of things that are changing right now. It's not just a male-dominated world anymore. But these are the places where you promote, but you promote wisely as well. You promote for the right reasons yeah. as well. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, it, it wouldn't uh, be a right example for other... So commercial uh, marketing with a message. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's awesome. That should, that's how it should be. You know, that's how it should always be. I mean, uh, if you ever watch the show Mad Men, mm. you know, you can see the, the growth of the characters and the non-growth of some characters, but that's exactly where it comes from. And I think we're finally in an era where we can do this. Um, I like what you said, that you want to, you want, you know that you need to focus on doing, whether it's podcast or something, that also gets you some, some kind of business so that you can sustain yourself. Exactly. But at the same time, make a difference by having the right messaging. And you can marry those two. Absolutely. You, you absolutely can. And it is happening. And in fact, I'm of the firm belief that uh, the first movers in those in that kind of a, an area will be the ones who make the difference. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, look at brands, for example. Everyone rocked. Whatever people's opinions may be on the whole capitalism aspect of Nike, you don't know any other shoe brand now. Even if they do something nice, you still think of Nike's... Uh, uh, human rights ads. Mm. You still think of Nike as a shoe brand when it comes to Black Lives Matter. You still think of Nike. They may be horrible on the ground, right? But they were the first movers as a shoe brand. Absolutely. As an athletics brand. Women empowerment and the Black Lives Matter. Correct? And look at where they are. I can't think of a single ad by Adidas. Mm -hmm. I can't think of a single ad by... I don't know if I'm supposed to mention certain brands here, but... Um, we are not sponsored yet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and, and that's what matters to me. And I think that's exactly the point to make. First movers get remembered. Absolutely. Right? It doesn't matter. And I use Nike as an example. There are quite a few others. But see, this is where we need to understand as content creators, which are you guys, and marketers, which, are, which I am. Like, I understand that you have a job to do. I understand that you have families to feed. Right? It's not easy to make that decision. Mm -hmm. It's not. And if you are able to, you do have a level of privilege. Absolutely. All right. So it's not a question of why you're not doing it or I can't do it or whatever. It's a question of see what's right for you. If you can, pick your battle and then do it. But once you start, you can't stop. Right. Because then you'll be seen as a hypocrite. You just did it for that one thing. Mm. And then, so you just wanted money. Right. So do it, but figure out a way, figure out a plan. Where do you want to be in 10 years? Right. Like this podcast, you're doing so many topics, you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but do you want to be the podcast that has all these topics? Or do you want to be the podcast that has a consistent message? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. So think about that. Both are fine. But what works for you guys? Like, as much as you want to continue doing this on a long-term basis, but having the right topic, as you said, is very important. So 
if you are talking about something, is it just like what others are doing, and this is just another podcast with the same thing, or is it something that holds value again? It comes down to the same point. If it, if I'm listening to you speak about certain things, is it impacting me? Is it changing my thought process? Is it changing my mind towards taking that step? Of, okay, let me try this out. I don't know if it work or no, mm-hmm. but at least that thought has been put across to people. Hey, it, there are endless ways, but. Let's start with one step at a time, and maybe this mm-hmm. is the right step to go along the way. So why not? So creating this would be creating the value, the hope, as well as hey, people, we all are in the same boat right now. The whole yeah. world is in yeah. it, but it's just about keeping your foot on the ground right now and taking that one step at a time, and you'll be one step closer to where you want to be eventually. Yeah. Just to add to that, I rather try and fail than never try at all. Completely. Yeah. Uh, I know trying different things has always questioned the consistency we'll have behind it. Even with that, whether it means our vlogs every day or you know, like you, some people vlog every day. Casey Neistat, he started vlogging again. Amazing stuff. Very simple, just random stuff, but he makes it interesting. I don't think I can vlog every day. Can I podcast one time a week? I, I guess so. Maybe take two topics, take two podcasts. Possible. What works for you? But unless you try, you don't know if you have the level to actually do it again and again and again and be consistent in it. Yeah. I think people like them are like been there in the market for such a long time, and we're just getting a step into this one. So maybe ten years down the line, he'll be able to like right. he'll be able to do that thing every single day and have something to say about. Because you know the world is watching, and you need to. Yeah. But there's a point to be made there. I mean, I'm glad you brought that topic up because I think we were discussing this before we started the re- recording. Um, people ask this question. They ask me this question a lot, and it's a question you find online already. How much should I podcast? Mm. How many episodes should I do? Whatever. How many topics should I cover? Yeah. How often should I do it? And people used to ask this topic about blogs. Mm. How much should I blog? Yeah. People used to ask this topic about social media posts. How many posts should I do? Mm. And so, all, and it's the same question all the time because people are getting used to content, right? Yeah. My uh, advice to this is: first of all, uh, is it a hobby or is it a job? Yeah. Right. So I know that Joe said that Casey Neistat does a, a podcast every day mm. or a YouTube video, day, whatever it is. Mm. That's his job. Yeah. He needs to do that to make money. Yeah. Right. If he, he has does, sponsors, he has sponsors. Yeah. So he's getting paid to do that particular thing—a podcast yeah. every day. Yeah. So no, uh, in, that does not apply to everybody. Mm. But people keep doing this. They're like, "Oh my goodness, I launch a podcast. I have to have content every day." I know a podcaster. Um, he launched his podcast around a year ago, mm. and honestly, for the first month, I enjoyed listening, and I was. Going there every couple of days to see what he has out there, yeah. but after that, I stopped listening because there's only so much you will listen to the same voice every single day, yeah. and you cannot have 365 equally quality podcasts yeah. or topics, right? And because it's not his job, it's a hobby. Mm. Uh, he does; he will not give the same kind of attention and intent to it. That he would, if his salary depended on it, yeah, or true. his income depended on it, absolutely right. And so, what happened? His audience started going down. I started seeing a very clear indication on his social media posts, where every time he would post a podcast on his Instagram or his LinkedIn, I would see, oh wow, 100 likes, 200 views, whatever. They started becoming 80, then 50, then 20. And like, there you go, because people get tired. Mm-hmm. You're not Joe Rogan, right? Mm-hmm. You're not Casey Neistat. It's their job. Joe Rogan got a multi-million-dollar deal 
Spotify. Yeah, by Spotify to do it. So that's his job. Yeah. Right. It's not our jobs. Nope. So what do we need to do? So my my um the what what I do? I have two podcasts. I have a podcast on marketing, which is the marketing dude, on all the platforms. If you want to look for it on SoundCloud, on Spotify, etc., it's all there, guys. Uh, the second one I have is only on SoundCloud, and that is my comics podcast. It's a Middle East comics and geek podcast, and both of them I do not do regularly. I only put a podcast up when I have something important to share. What happens because of that though is people remember my podcast, and when they see a podcast up by me on that uh, platform, they're like, "Oh, click," and they listen, and they learn, and they leave. Mm. Because it's a hobby, mm. I can afford to have lesser number of podcasts. But then, what does that do for me? I have quality, not quantity. Right. Right. And so, um, I I did a podcast one month ago on my marketing news podcast. It was about recruitment. The podcast topic was about how uh, what are the things that people make mistakes on in their CVs and their resumes when they're applying for jobs. So how can we help? So I got two people who are excellent HR consultants, and I said, "Can you give me your advice?" Um, this SNK Consulting, by the way, whoever wants to know, and they shared some amazing advice on what to think about when you're doing your CV, what to put, what not to put, what to avoid, what are the cliches, what are the mistakes, what are the things that recruiters will notice and immediately put your CV on the side. Mm-hmm. Right? Those are really important facts, and I got responses from people saying, "Thank you so much because of this, I got my first call." Wow, that's crazy. You know, and I because I had a, a quality topic. Mm. Can I do that every day? No. And also because I'm not going to get those speakers every day. <laughs> right? And also the third thing is you might see a person who's a great name out there because they maybe have great content. Maybe they're great books, maybe they're great at what they do, but they're horrible speakers. Mm. You'll get them on your podcast, and the audience is like, "Why? Wow, what am I listening to?" Right? <laughs> we are not putting that camera podcast out ever. <laughs> we we spend about what an hour, close to an hour, speaking about different cameras, okay. and we never got to a point. <laughs> It's just going back and forth. Yeah. You guys love the sound of your own voices. No, actually, I was listening to my voice, and he was talking. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And because Nick was talking, I'm like. Okay, wow! I've got him talking so much. So this is awesome. But uh, ever since we started the podcast, Nick has his, has realized his voice. Nice. And oh, he had a voice. <laughs> okay, we need listeners. And people, people will listen to this guy speak. Yeah, yeah. But, and and he's much more humbler than me, so that's why he's the host of this podcast. Joe, everyone's much more humbler than you. Ooh. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I I agree to that. I agree to that. But I love you, man. It's okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, bro. I'll, I'll fist bump you. I don't know if the camera's recording, but cool. Do you have any other questions for the marketing dude? I think pretty much uh, in the short term, you've covered up a lot of points that are. Really valuable in terms of how you can really approach marketing, but again, it you have to pick up your battles and know and do what is right. Choose a platform right and target your particular audience. Keep them. Yeah. Keep the people you want to learn from and keep the people who you want to reach out to yeah. in terms of business as well. I want to add some things to this now that I've started to think about this. When I just heard you say this, uh, people. I want to make life easier for some people, especially people who are looking at starting their own podcast and mm-hmm. stuff. First thing I want to say is that guys, stop worrying about equipment. Stop worrying about uh, when you're ready, because mm. I need to get this mic or I need to get that recorder or that mixer. Oh my goodness, I don't know if I have the software. 
my best performing podcast was on my phone mm. my phone mic in a cafe right that's crazy yeah but it it was a topic nobody cares about the background noise if what you have to say is mind blowing yeah right i had an, i did a, i did a podcast interview with my friend daniel who is basically he worked for a company called the it's called the music concierge what does a music concierge do every time you go to a mall or a hotel you know the audio that plays in the background mm. that's not just somebody putting a pot up an ipod on that's curated music interesting based on the mood that they are trying to set for buyers or restaurant goers or club goers or whatever though that's all actual hard work that's gone and those are servers made specifically for that content it's not just a nice audio mixer and a jack right so and this is a multi billion dirham or dollar business globally so that's why when you walk into certain hotels you have that same feel mm. whichever hotel you go into of that mm. brand why because somebody has chosen that music for that hotel and is working on that and that podcast was amazing and people it it was done at the cafe open air cafe uh in front of virgin in and dubai mall people walking around Busy. clinking of glasses and all mm. nobody cares so don't worry about it yes don't go crazy and have it inside like you know a, a kids theme park <laughs> right but yeah so first things first get used to doing a podcast use your phone mic you know have interviews with friends do stuff like that get used to how audio works get used to your voice get used to your how long you talk you learn that you talk a lot more than you think mm. your intro shouldn't be so long and the person only gets like 5 minutes mm. right so think it will help you then when you're ready if you want to get a good mic okay you don't have to immediately go out and buy a 1000 dirham sure mic yeah right go out and buy a 100 dirham mic from dragon mart or from any mobile shop they have nice mics over there start testing it out maybe depending on the sound quality of your voice or the timbre of your voice mm. you don't need an expensive mic you already have a deep voice a loud voice so it's not about the mic picking you up yeah there's a rule of thumb in mics by the way it says mics are not there to make you louder they're there to make you softer mm. and what does that mean when you don't have a mic you try to talk louder to reach people when you have a mic you can talk softer mm. that's what it means So the it's your it, your timbre of your voice will help you understand what mic you should get. Then when you're done, do I need a mixer? Well, technically nowadays most audio software comes on a laptop mm. with a built-in mixer and you can do editing. Uh, Audacity is a free software. You can mm. use Audacity to edit and you can see the waveform. You can do proper embellishing. You can work with the bass and notes and everything and else. So you see everything I just spoke about is toner drums or less. Yeah. Now when you start becoming bigger and better. maybe the visuals matter and a brand is coming to you to do a podcast you can't put a phone in front of them yeah. so in that case yes then now you've become big enough to go and invest in a mic and a setup so you see all these things take time take your time don't rush into it yeah. you're not going to be the next joe rogan overnight <clears throat> because even joe started somewhere even this joe yeah we argued and we kicked a lot about this podcast thing we were supposed to start this last year but every time we we said okay we'll start it we'll start it we just need to get the best equipment we need to get mics we need to get lights i need to have a proper area for the podcast yeah. and uh, you know we said uh it's time we just stop procrastinating just start somewhere and that's when we said okay fine we got the stable for 100 bucks <laughs> nice <laughs> 100 really bucks. that's awesome yeah 
Second hand table. Uh, we're using uh, mics that we we have had in our kit. Uh, we're lucky enough to have a recorder that we can check the sound off, uh, and it's it's good enough. Start with what you have. Uh, worst case scenario, if I didn't have all this, I would have just done it on my phone. Because yeah. right now, phone audio is so good. The mics yeah. are so good. It all not only does it pick up sound, it also removes the additional sound around you. Yeah. So, in fact, some Android phones come with interview mode. Yep. On the in the sound recorder. Yeah. So the interview mode, it activates the mic on the top and the bottom, mm. and it adds in an isolation filter for ambient noise. Ambient noise, and that's absolutely fine. Anyone can start anywhere. Yeah. And you know, this always reminds me of the thing a lot of people forget today. Justin Bieber became the biggest superstar on the planet, right? But what kickstarted his stuff? A handheld camera recording him playing a piano at mm. home. That's what started his career. Right. There was yeah. no fancy production, mm -hmm. but look at where he reached. He started small, but started well. Yeah, it's just the intentions, right? This is the intentions. Isn't that a right. song? <laughs> yeah, intentions. And yeah. are you yeah. are you sponsored by Justin Bieber? But how do you? What do you do after you launch? Right? How do you make yourself known out there? I think, and this is the next question. Do I pay for followers? Do I? What do I do? Do I advertise? Mm -hmm. And that's a question I get a lot. Like Anthony, I'm not getting enough views or listens. People are not listening to your podcast. Well, that's okay. Um, first, figure out: Are your topics good enough? Are you just babbling, thinking people like what you want to say? Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of times, we overinflate our sense of importance. Mm. We think we know something important and people need to know. When no, they don't. So find out what the market wants to know. Do they really care? Right? One of the podcasts on my comics one that did very well was um, literally two days after Avengers Endgame came out. I did a podcast on Easter eggs people probably missed in the in the end game. So people I knew people are going to go watch it a second time. Now they would listen to my podcast and go and watch it so that they will see okay well, what did he say? Exactly. Right? Timing. Timing. What's the topic? Like it's too late today to have a podcast about influencer marketing. It was done and dusted 2 years ago. But people still do it. Nobody cares anymore. It's a part and parcel of life. But, so but they do it because they think oh influencer marketing every I have a strong opinion about mm. it. Same thing with other things, right? Okay, you have a great topic. Now what? Okay, how do you market yourself? First of all, choose a good platform. Um, everyone has easy access to SoundCloud. But SoundCloud is its own platform. If you share something on SoundCloud, it doesn't appear on any podcast platforms. Mm -hmm. You have Anchor, you have uh, Podbean, uh, you have a few others. Those ones, when you load your podcast onto them and you select the distribution service, it's a paid platform, obviously, but they will freely and automatically distribute your podcast on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, you name the, on Deezer and everything else. Yeah. So you don't have to do anything. People will find your podcast on their platforms and listen to you and all those views will count. Right? So think of a platform properly. Think about which platform. Mm. Look at the costs. What's a good cost for you? What's too much? What's too little? Then you're done. You've put your platform up. Okay, how do you get people to know about it? Nobody's searching for you yet. They don't know you, right? So that's when you start using social media. But when I say use social media, be smart about it. Don't just post a link. I see people, for example, and you all know this as well. You have seen this. They'll post something on Instagram and they link their Twitter account. So on Twitter, that post will appear as text, but then it'll show at the end of the text continued dot 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 and a link to Instagram. Nobody goes to Twitter to link to a photograph on another platform. 
this how many times have you told me on this, on this yes <laughs> yeah and and the thing is because it's a mistake people keep making and i've seen brands make this mistake so think of the platform i need to market my podcast on instagram great use a visual make a nice po- a poster or square poster of your podcast and use that but instagram also has stories mm. a lot of people only view stories now so think of a vertical poster for your pod- podcast and maybe put an audio clip about it into your story and say link in bio right now i want to do it on twitter okay same thing put a picture on linkedin on on twitter itself put a good text you have only 240 characters mm. and then put the you the link to your podcast right now you have twitter now i have to do it on facebook facebook the advantage is that you have a lot more text you can work yeah. with so now you can tell the story of your podcast maybe a nice a nice paragraph being quoted from the podcast that you think is strong put that there so now you have people who are like oh that's interesting click right and then you have youtube you don't have to do anything on youtube just use the right tags and people will find you but think of each platform individually and you will start seeing a rise that's good we were not supposed to mix both these topics together but we did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now i have to see how do we split the videos but anyway tony it was great having you thank you so much my pleasure yeah. totally uh we're going to have some dinner now with tony oh really <laughs> i don't know okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm hungry anyway but uh, yeah awesome it was really nice being here joe it was really nice uh, nick i think uh, I'm really looking forward to what else you guys start coming up with. It's exciting. Uh, we've got lots that we want to do. Uh we're just trying to stop procrastinating about stuff <laughs> and just putting things out whether we like it or not. It's time to at least experiment with somewhere. Yeah, uh, it's always good to start then just have this what if thought in your head. What if I started this podcast 5 years back? I would be having so many other so many people following me yeah. now what if i started my youtube channel 5 years back what if what if what, what if? if uh if i had done it then i wouldn't be in this situation now so i rather start now than not have this what if situation 5 years so now so keep in mind the quality of content yes have the right process to put a post or another podcast yeah because everyone's doing that i don't want like it's not about i don't want it like you don't want it it's just about Let's put something meaningful. Let's put something that people can relate to. Resonate. So resonate. Resonate. People feel. You guys will do a good job, I'm sure. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tony. Awesome. We have taken so much of your time. We fist bump because it's Corona. Safe distance, whatever. <laughs> We will see you on the next one. Till then, this is Joe saying peace out.